Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> well, what up, ladies and gentlemen? Hernan Cias here, host of the Business Bros Podcast with my co-host, the insurance bro, James Cias with Pipeline Insurance. And we have a wonderful show for you on this happy Friday, unless you're listening to replay. Uh, thanks. I don't know. Whatever day it is. Whatever Hopefully, it's it a good is. day for you. So, it should be. It should, it should be. be. Absolutely. Any day you're awake is a good day, right? Every day you're right. alive. That's right. That's right. I woke up. Sucking That's air right. and pumping blood. I'm happy it's to be alive. It's a good day. I'm above it's ground. A, it's a good there day. There you go. There you go. Here we go. Well, we do have an excellent show planned for you guys today. Thank you all again for tuning in. Uh, we have another wonderful, energetic, beautiful guest with us today, Miss Michelle Martinez with Big Block Realty. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Shout out to Big Block. Shout out to Big Block. Always sending the, always sending the good energy yeah, people. man. Always. Always. Always, every time. some good good vibes going on over there. I will say office. I'm fairly recent switch from another brokerage over to Big Block, and it is a huge difference in energy, very much so. Very yes. much. Yeah. You guys got a got a good green buzz. Yes. <laughs> good green buzz. <laughs> Bunch we're of cool all Irish. Yeah, we're all Irish. <laughs> all, all right, right, before we get started, 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year, ladies and gentlemen. 365 pairs. So if you have a gently uh, used pair of shoes, or you have new shoes, or you want to donate cash, hit James up, 619-884-0045, or james at csfirst.com. He'll hop on his Harley right over there and pick them up. And uh, I'm currently working on. Whoops. I am currently working on behind the scenes for the parody video that I filmed yesterday. I saw a little bit of that yesterday. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't use the hair wig. Uh, that it was gonna be one it of the props so I could have used. It though. was, right? Come on, long hair. That's why I had to do it at least on the story. <laughs> right? So, you guys wanna check that out? I'm working on the behind the scenes. They're currently editing the parody video itself. So, be on the lookout for that. All right, ladies and gents, time to get to some, or, or as, uh, as we used to hear on the radio with dad all the time. And now. The, the rest, rest of, of the story. story. <laughs> oh, boy. Sounds oh like boy. a novella. <laughs> it kind of was. It kind of was. It was Paul Harvey. Oh, Paul Harvey, okay. yeah. Okay. Great shows. I mean, he, he basically the way it worked was was he would tell you this like great story about somebody, right? And at the very end, it was like, this is the notable person who it was. And then he'd end the show with, and now you know the rest of the story. Okay. Was, I don't know. My, dad's, my dad always... Showed us all kinds of weird, corny stuff that made us learn. Hey, be thankful. <laughs> really cool stuff, though. Really your cool dad stuff. was present. Be thankful for that. There's a lot of you know, a lot of guys out there that their dads aren't present. So, oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, Michelle, we were talking a little bit before the show. Uh, actually, quite a bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I learned, I learned quite a bit about you. But I, I understand you were in insurance before you got into real estate. I was. There's a progression here. I started at car dealerships, so I, I am not afraid. A lot of people say, oh, my God, i got to buy a car. I'm afraid to just, just go buy the damn car. It's not, that, <laughs> it's not that difficult. You go in with the mindset of what you want, what you know you're going to spend, what you're going to do, and do a little research first. Um, I started at the car dealerships. 
And from there went to insurance, from insurance went into the appraisal side of of real estate and from there I went into now I'm on the sales side and everybody says oh it must be so easy switching from one to the other no <laughs> well, tell me about tell me about the car industry what was that like because uh, we've talked to a couple people I mean uh, Francisco over at your own brokerage used to be in car sales okay, car dealerships are sorry guys out there but car dealerships are crazy a lot of the stories you hear <laughs> they're true <laughs> I remember coming in one day and there was nothing but ones out and I'm like what's going on well the stripper had bought a car so there's just one 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 couple fives you know I was like okay I don't want to touch any of that and I'm like which office was this all transacted in and then the two of the sales managers was like oh yeah we helped it's like what do you mean you both had to, what exactly uh, don't want to know don't want to know which <laughs> office so yeah she had a really good down payment apparently so yeah i'm yeah. sure she got a good deal she got a good deal <laughs> <laughs> paid in cash all ones yeah yeah a couple fives <laughs> couple fives yeah damn all right so so obviously you weren't working with strippers you were yeah. leaving that to the rest of the office well, first of all let me back up i'll work with anybody okay but no. <laughs> but no that was the car dealer and then from there i went into insurance which i did for years um mostly high-risk auto since i knew a lot of people in the car dealer business and um small businesses in chula like uh, smog and just small businesses um and then from there I had a small side business. I was doing background checks at the courthouse. And do I miss that job at all? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. But I miss the people that I met through there. Um, and then I was doing a, on the appraisal side, which I really loved that because you, first of all, I'm in my car. I live in my car. I'm in my car all the time. And I like the appraisal because you took away a couple things. You would either go somewhere and you're like, oh my house, my God, this house is gorgeous. And you would take away like, I can do that on a budget. I can do this, I can do that. Or you'd go into a house that it was a complete dump. And you're like, I'm so grateful. I love my house. I'll never complain again. Um, There was (laughs) one, there there was two to this day that stand out. One was the, the agent was at the door and said, okay, it's just a rectangle. You're going to go. It's like, why is he telling me this? When you open the door, it's like the smell hits you. Mm. There's literally like in a movie, just like you see of a walkway of newspapers and magazines. And they're like hoarded. Yes. Their babies were the dogs that were crap all over the floor. So you're like stopping, you know, trying to go over all these little chocolate landmines everywhere <laughs> and fruit flies in the kitchen everywhere. Like, oh my God, oh my God. I couldn't hold my breath that long. Now I know what you mean by mm-hmm. it's a rectangle. That was one. It was an Oceanside. And another one was in El Cajon. It was a single family. Um, she had kids, but only one lived locally. And that one was like a crackhead and like living in the garage. And that was so bad. There was like a mattress in the kitchen. You had to squeeze by stuff. They were using honey buckets and throwing it in the backyard because the water had been shut off. The mom died. And on the side, I could see there was like a spoon with peanut butter. I was like, were you feeding the, the mom just like licking peanut what the hell, you know? But it was another hoarder situation. Yeah. And what were you doing at these properties? I was doing appraising at that time. But my how Oregon do you, How student- do you adjust that? Like, how do you adjust the pricing for, like, ch- shit in the house? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you just do. You have to pretend you don't see that part of it. You know, you just go by everything else. Um, then recently, on the other end, one of my... Well, I guess, yeah, one of my first transactions, because my little snowball has just finally started rolling. People say, oh, it takes X amount of time, and it does. It takes X amount of time to get going, and you need funds to back it up. But one of my last ones, it was like, really? One of my first, well, how do I say that? It wasn't one of my first transactions, one of my top tens or whatever. Um, Ten-day closed cash. She died on day eight. 
What? Like, what? Why do I always get these winners? Why can't I have a nice, easy transaction? But no trust, no will, no family, no nothing. Fortunately, about three days before, I had asked her, you know, do you have any family, Miss Susan? Oh, yeah, I have these nephews. And she didn't use the internet. Everything was wet signatures. And I said, well, how you, did you try to reach out? Oh, I wrote a letter. Oh, that's just great. So I said, well, give me all the information you can. I found one that night. He's a, a fire captain. I think he was a, he's in, none of them lived in the state. He's in Hawaii. Thankfully, I found them because that made it so much easier going through the probate state, which took an extra three months. But it's like, why can't they be easy? Should have been a 10-day close turned Ten into day three close, months. 10-day close turned into a little over three months. Holy moly. Yeah. So and when people say, the don't cash your money and don't spend it until it's in the bank, don't cash and spend your money until it's in the bank. Yeah. Dang. I mean, that's probably the... I'm sure it happens more often it happens than we more than, you think. than we yes. think. But yeah. for someone who died during escrow, like you were about to close, and that was gonna be an all cash deal. Like, yeah, that's some scary stuff. When they called me, I was like, "Is this actually creature? Am I being punked? Miss <laughs> 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 Susan died last night. What are you talking about? Am I being punked?" Yeah. <laughs> well, who no. called the coroner office? Like, who no, called the escrow? She has a or had a friend who um, would run her around, do her errands, and took care of her. Um, and basically, when I spoke with her nephew, at first time I spoke saying, hey, she's looking for you. The second time I said, you guys never connected. It was phone tag. Hey, I hate to tell you, but I'm going to tell you your aunt passed away last night. Um, but I did tell him, I think she was trying to reach out to the nephews because she was trying not lying everything to leave it, but she didn't do it in a timely fashion. And uh, his name was Curtis, who w- would drive her around. I said, I think she, I was telling her, nep- her nephew this, who... I think there was four, if I remember correctly. I said, pick one of you, because I'm not going to tell the story four different times. So he said, that's going to be me. I said, okay, fine. So Curtis would drive her around everywhere, and I'm pretty sure she had every intention on leaving her car to Curtis, you know, as a thank you. And they, they made, they did good by it. They left her the car, and, or him the car. They left him the car. So Man, that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And that that was one of your earlier transactions. I mean, okay, yeah. top ten meaning like the the ones that you remember right off the top of your head. Yes, because also for a lot of mine in the beginning, as I wasn't the main agent listed, so you won't see me on some of it. It'll mm-hmm. only show like I don't know three or four, but there were a few others that I just wasn't the the agent that was listed. You won't see it, but that one st- stands out because her she was a hoarder. It was bad. It was a was she it was a listing right it she was, was a selling? listing. Yeah. So is is this one of those where she lived in the house and she was like a little kid or something? No, it was a condo on Oregon Street, and she had really bad. She had she had gotten cancer, and uh, she hadn't smoked in nineteen years. And I really think it, a lot of it had to do with she was inhaling. The, she was inhaling dog fumes, cat fumes. No, that was a different condo. She was inhaling. I will not call it what it was. There was like residue, green water substance looking stuff <laughs> that was all in the walls. In I mean, the bathroom was overflowing she was she was embarrassed to ask for help um curtis came and helped her a little bit because i mean it was like overflowing the toilets weren't work it's like it was bad my god i couldn't take more than three steps from the front door it was bad see man see and these are the kind of stories that you don't really hear about as a realtor you see on tv it's exactly what her place looked like it was bad oh my gosh yeah well, let, let's let's take a step back. Let's, that, was, that was pretty deep for the real estate stuff. Yeah. Uh, I got to ask you a question just because uh, I already know the answer. No. Wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> no. I Dang, didn't do sorry. it. Sorry. That's shaggy. I didn't do it. It wasn't, wasn't me. me. <laughs> <laughs> you got your real estate license where? Oh, yes. We talked about I actually went through Kaplan, but I went through my crash course at Mike Russ. Same place for my insurance. I went through Mike Russ. And so we... Talked a little bit about my quest. I was telling her, Ham, that uh, 
I know somebody who teaches the PNC crash course for Mike Russ. I wonder who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have no idea. So yeah, he does that on the on uh, every like it's like every other weekend or something like that, huh? Like every once a month or something like yeah, that. Yeah, about once a month. Once a month, teaches the crash course for the PNC course. So I had to throw the plug in there. I was like, I was like, I gotta ask her the whole, how'd you get your license, your whole insurance thing? Yeah, I and I actually paid for it twice because I said, oh, okay, I was home with the kids at the time. I'll do the book online. I can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the kids in your home, it's like I wasn't getting nothing done. So I wound up just going into. The, I have to be in person. I'm more of a visual, hands-on, touchy-feely. Tell me what you want. I'm not like just read the directions. Like, eh, no, just tell me, show me. Yeah, no. So tell me, like. When you were doing the insurance industry and the car sales, that's around the time you had kids, right? Um, I met, no, I didn't. I didn't have kids when I was in the car business. I had kids when I was on the in the insurance side. So, so what was that like? I mean, your kids are, are grown now. Oh, they're grown now. They so, still need you when they're grown, though. They, oh yeah, I'm oh, sure, yeah. I'm sure. But yeah. but you 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 turn the clock back, you know, eighteen twenty years. Uh, the world's a different place. Oh yeah. I mean, there's not i mean there's nothing like this there's no way we're doing internet so podcasting you're saying, video how did i work and do all of it with the kids and yes. okay i will tell you that i was incredibly blessed and for years i was a stay-at-home mom and i will not trade that or say i felt guilty i felt guilty for the longest time as a stay-at-home mom and i and i should have been feeling which i do feel incredibly blessed to have done so because they always say be the person that you need to keep touching this be the person that you needed. Well, my story growing up is just weird. My mom's out there. My dad was never around. And so I needed that parent. And that's, yeah, there's things that I wanted to do. What do you want to do when you grow up? Um, I watched a lot of Quincy. I wanted to do anything in the medical examiner's office. And I was like, oh my God, that's so gross. It's like, well, I like science. I like medical, but can't hurt anybody because they're already dead. <laughs> so what I did was I, I, I wanted to be a mom. And so I was there for stuff. And when... A couple of things I'll say is that my daughter to this day, my son is the one who's a little quieter, but he'll say things with his eyes. He's like, I can see things in you. And he, this is when he and I are alone. He's a guy. He's not going to say that in front of other people. But my daughter sends me stuff that expresses feelings. He knows, he expresses you. feelings. You know, unless she's on, you know, something. Manly else feelings. How about the beer? Well, yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my daughter will send me things that just will bring me to my near my knees in tears. I mean, she, the other day. Um, she sent me one. It was a funny one. And she says, my mom can't die right now because I have so much I have to pay her back for still. And it's like, <laughs> and it's so sweet. And she owes me nothing because she, I don't think they realize that you still need them more than they need you. Um, but she sent me one thing. This was last year. Um, she got disappointed by something. And I told her, I'm so sorry that you were disappointed by this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, your hero and... Oh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> and she wrote to me, and she said, "No, you're, you you get." I hope she doesn't get upset that I'm sharing this. She said, "You get it wrong. Um, you're my hero." She Aww. said, "I see the bleep you go through. I see the stuff that you take. I see you struggle. I see you fail, which we all do. We their lessons." And she said, "But I always see you get back up." And I tell them, "There's two things specifically. One is that I don't want them to have regret. I don't want do do what you need to do now." have fun go for happiness do what you need to do um and the other one is basically you know you got to get up get back up if something doesn't go right you got to get back up and have a plan b so well that's that's the that's the thing about failure versus regret because i think those are two separate very oh, separate. very separate they're things separate. yeah but oftentimes 
we end up regretting the things that we we don't do versus mm-hmm. the things that we did. Like if we just tried it and failed it, we did it. It's a did. I did right? it. It's I did okay. It. I sucked it, it, at it. I did it. It's okay. I won't do it again. Right. Or, yeah. But there's some things where like, oh, I, I should have done that. Like you always look back in the past and the things you regret are things you didn't do. Yes. The things you skipped out on. Yes. And and I, I, I that's absolutely true. The the fact that your kids saw you fail at things means they saw you take action. Yes. It means they see you do things. So. Uh, for me hopefully that's something that my kids see it's like dad you did this you did this you did this you did this and i hope it perpetuates for them trying different things and your kids are still younger so it's amazing later when they get to the age of mine are older one's 23 and one will be 22 at the end of this month and when they tell you the things you're like oh my god they were really paying attention they were really you know and they do they're like little sponges when they're this when they're Mm -hmm. that age they they pick up everything but for them to reiterate and tell you things years later it's like oh they, they really noticed. They really paid attention. They What's really the did stuff this. that stuck to them, it's right? It's the stuff that stuck, like yeah. You, you you in your own life, while you're being a parent, I mean, there's no manual. We don't have instructions to these things. We don't mm-hmm. know. Plus, each kid no. is completely different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you're going through these things, there are things that happen um, that maybe you made a mistake and, and guided them in the wrong direction or they fall down or they get hurt, whatever it is. And you, you kind of look at those situations like, dang, like you think it's more impactful. But when they turn around and tell you these things, like some of those things, they don't even think about anymore. It's these other small things that you didn't even thought were a blip in your life that you didn't they were just another day but those things were impactful to them i remember once i don't even know what it was about my daughter had we were talking about something and i don't even remember what it was but i remember to this day i was in the wrong i don't remember what it was write that down because that was probably the one never told me <laughs> i'm never wrong but that's the one <laughs> it's like ordering the steak rare rarely does it happen no. um but i i did something and i i apologize and be like oh people, most people would let that go it's like it doesn't matter if it's your child or not they see you admitting fault and it, i i whatever it was i don't remember i was in the wrong and i told her i'm sorry i you know this i did this or i didn't do that whatever it was i did i i ordered an apology and i i i remember doing it i don't remember what for but i remember doing it so yeah well let me ask you this like there's this this is one thing that i i have made it a point my kids know for example when i make a promise i keep it Mm -hmm. right and there's a lot of times that i'll tell them like i don't want to tell you this i don't want to tell you yes because i'm not sure if it'll happen i and when daddy says yes like it's gonna happen right? right and so my kids have known that like up until this day i mean my wife does a lot of great things but we all know if when mom says it may or may not happen right but but when dad says this is gonna happen it is gonna happen and i wonder how many things like those those little traits that i i'm hoping my hope is that they see that in me and then they keep doing that forward like their word is their bond you know what i mean because we live in a day where you can pretty much say anything you can look at my instagram story look at my whatever and it's like a facade of what your life really is but if your word is your you know if if you actually keep to your to whatever you say if you say you're going to do something then you do it that to me brings a whole level of integrity to to almost anything you do in life going forward trust me they are watching and listening and picking up on everything you do um the only thing i'll say is that as much as i love the internet we all make use of it but i remember okay first let me back up in this industry i am considered i'm like the old dog coming in new um and i I mean i remember when people people don't know how to talk on the phone anymore (laughs) <laughs> they don't know how to talk on the phone. They just don't. They all have them. They don't use them. They text everything. It's like, and then tones are misconstrued. It's like, 
what the hell are you saying? And it's like, that's not what I said. Can't you read between the lines? Like, can't you spell? You know? <laughs> it's like, emojis are for. I know. Come on. Or change the sentence to work around what you know how to spell then. But but yeah, um, I remember back in the day specifically, we were just talking, uh, Eric and I were just talking about this. We were at PSAR and I made a joke. I picked up the phone and pulled the cord and ran around the corner. When a boy would call you, you'd pick up the phone and you'd pull it's the cord and you'd go down the hallway and... Of course, you never answered the phone the first time. You made them work for that. No, she's not home. Tell them I'll be back around too. You made them work. You know, you worked for it. There's never no. Hey, you want to go hang? It's like hang what? I ain't hanging nothing. Where are we going? Where are we gonna do? You know, because no, 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 no. <laughs> but the generation is completely different. They they text. They you know, it's like just different different whatever you know you come through it's like come through what where are we going first Mm-mm, no come through no <laughs> say netflix and chill no right no <laughs> netflix and no. chill well i like the use of the new technology for example like when we talked right when we met we were going back and forth video text messaging for a while. I love that. I think it takes away. I don't have to type anything. You can see exactly what I mean. You can hear the inflection in my voice. Well, that's exactly what I, a couple of people ask me. Why do you do video when you send things? First of all, there's a couple of reasons. One is that I don't know how busy you Oops, see. Yeah. I keep touching it's it. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know how busy you are. I am or whatever. So I'm not going to call and disrupt the day. Text messages, again, you don't know how they come through, you know, misconstrued or whatever. So a lot of times I'll do a quick little as I'm, as I'm driving usually. Hey, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> because, you know, I push the button. I'm not holding it. I'm pushing the button. And I, and I, or I'm sitting in the car parked somewhere. But a, a video message basically shows more. It's like a phone call quickly that you can get to when you're available. Yes. So that's why I do a lot of the video calls. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That to me, it's exactly that. It's, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I know. I know when my phone rings, I don't always have the time or I'm not in the place where I can answer it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I could probably answer it, but you're going to hear the kids screaming in the background, the cars going by. I'm not in the right position to be right. answering your call. So, you know, I'll call you back or whatever. But the video, it sits there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Like when you're ready, you're going to see it. And when you're going to respond, you're going to respond. And yeah. we can continue the conversation. Just That's like exactly why message. I use it. That's exactly why. It's so beautiful. Like, I, and what's been your your response with other people? Like, how how have people responded to you? Well, at first they ask me, "Why do you always do videos?" Like, and then I have to go through the whole spiel of why. But then then and I noticed some people actually have started doing it back mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's easier because you can just be pushing the button as you're driving or whatever and reply. And same thing, I might not be able to answer you right away, or I you know maybe I'm talking to somebody else in person and I can't answer the call, but I don't want to be rude and you you know, so you get back to it when you can. So I I. I just have the more of the um, the initial why do you use it, and then when I tell them why, and now I have I'd say at least a quarter of people that I speak with actually do it in return. They actually do the video. Well, they back. know that's how you like to communicate. But they've actually started liking it as well for the same thing. That's funny. Yeah. I think that's where the where things are heading, anyways. Yeah, it's just you know. feels like the Jetsons, it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jetsons are finally. If now, if I can get my car in a briefcase, now we'll be set. Because then we'll be set. How about just having a flying car? We'll just have a ladder. Let's just have a carpet. You know. There you go. I'd rather teleport personally. Yes. But, oh, you know, hey. now you're talking Harry Potter stuff. Well, okay. Yeah. Oh, Why not? I know. Of course, there's a chimney. All right. So, what's your plan? You're, you're, you, you said you were an old dog coming into a new industry, mm-hmm. right? What's your plan going forward? You're gonna do this till like the day you die. Um, I actually do a couple different things. I don't believe in having all your eggs in one basket. Um, so actually, my plan is to get to a certain point to where I 
am where I was at, well, I say we, at were at one point to invest to where I don't have to be doing it consistently. I just have the residual coming in from that, like the residual with insurance at one point mm-hmm. in time. That was great. Um, ours was a lot of high risk, though. So people were falling off just as quickly as they were coming on. You the had turnovers. To, yes, you yeah. had to keep, like I told you, I, the days that it rained, I hated those days because the days after rain, the phone was just blowing up off the hook. I was like, please stop driving. Please stop driving. Oh, I hit this. Oh, I did. Please stop driving. What's well, funny? Because we we train a lot of agents, and we actually tell them like, you should you should probably not want to do your regular home and auto. Like home, yes, but that auto, like those are the most. Like, you get called all the, all time. the time. It doesn't matter whether it's the weekend. Doesn't matter if it's nighttime. Holidays. You're the first person they call. Mm-mm. That's why we we tell our agents all the time. We're like, look, you should be focusing your attention on the commercial side because they're gonna call you during business hours because they're a business. Right, you, the workers' comp, the bops, all those different things. We want you to focus your attention on those guys. First of all, the premiums are better. The premiums are better. The and turnovers. We, less. we did have the commercial side for small business, but the the easy, quick bread and yes, butter was quick. we specifically catered to dealerships. And you'd be surprised how many people go in at ten o'clock at night to buy a car, and they don't have any insurance. Like, what have you, you been doing? What have you been driving? What have, what have you been doing uh, how'd all you this get time? There? Well, you have <laughs> to. You have to remember, we are so close to the border that the, the I don't know what it is now because I don't do insurance anymore. But at the time, the rate was so high of how many uninsured in San Diego is just astronomical. So it's yeah. That's why I'd be there at 10 o'clock or sometimes one o'clock in the morning getting someone coverage because they needed to drive off the lot. So did you like burn out of insurance? You decided I'm done with this or why did you guys end up? Well, yeah, in the beginning, because there was like a, I was telling you earlier, we would have people that we would have in the office, you'd send them for training. And then like six months later, they're down the street on a corner. It's like, okay, so then we had to put in basically, okay, you need to go further or you need to pay me back. And then it just just got burnt out on it. Um, Yeah, just got burnt out on it. There was just too many of them. Yeah, I I wonder because I mean, we have we have agents and we do we do have turnover. I mean, it's a sales gig. So regardless of, you know, whether you get into it, and it's got great residual aspect of it. It's got all kinds of perks, but it is a sales job. And if Mm -hmm. you can't at the end of the day sell your product the product that you believe in it's not going to happen i don't care if it's a house i don't care if it's well here's the difference people say oh you were in insurance sales and you went to you know real estate should be so easy two totally different types of sales with insurance people were coming into us Mm -hmm. um with insurance in our office i was one of the go-to's for answers with real estate i've you know, sat back and kind of looked now of who who am I going to ask, you know, my questions to because I find myself, I'm the one going to with questions now. And you're going to people versus with insurance, they're coming to you like daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also noticed with real estate, by sitting back and looking, I, I got burned the first couple of transactions, especially the, by friends, mind you, nonetheless. Um, but the people I've noticed that I'll go back to, and this is like, I guess, in anything, as anybody would, is the ones that don't make you feel stupid for asking stupid questions. And, <laughs> you know, because there are some stupid questions, don't get me yeah. wrong, but, which there aren't stupid questions, but there are. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, but some people can make you feel <clears throat> like, okay, well, I'm sorry I even asked you. you know I'm just going to go over here yeah. now. <laughs> it's not the, the question wasn't stupid. It's that once you have the answer, you feel like that was easy. I probably shouldn't have asked that. No, there's some people that actually like really, it's like, 
No, no, no. I know the people who respond yes. might respond a different yeah. way. But I mean, the reason why you feel it's a stupid question is because it was an easy Sometimes answer. you just need to talk it out and you would kind of pick up your own answer. Yeah, you, you answer yeah. your own question before yeah. you're even Did done asking it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. I came here to ask you this, but I think I have But the I think I now. know already. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to have bothered you. Yeah. Peace <laughs> out, Mike. Peace <laughs> out, Mike. <laughs> So, so when did you end up, uh, you say, you said you're going to stick around in real estate. You have your hands in a couple other things. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you about those other things? What else you got your hands in? Um, the other main thing is loan signing. I do loan signing as well. And I was getting quite a few and the, the, I stopped getting so many because I, I wasn't doing it enough to where I don't know how to package. Um, some places now don't want you to package at all. Some places do. So I'm just picking up on where where the ones that don't want you to package because I totally get it. Escrow officers do not have the time to show you how to package. I get it. What I lo- I mean, I'll I do it for free the first couple of times for you to show me. I don't, I don't care. Um, but that's what it is. Notaries, other notaries are not going to show you how to do it because they think they want that you want all their business. I don't want your business. I'm looking for when you're busy, you're sick, your kids or whatever. I'm looking for the overflow, just supplemental in the meantime. Just you know, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. No, I know the the right now it's hot. Like we got rates drop nice and low. A lot of refis. Low. Yeah, a lot, a lot of refis. refis. Yep. Means uh, we need a lot of notary work. Mm-hmm. Means our our loan officers are pretty busy. They're happy. They're happy. They're happy right now. And it's funny because you can tell when the refis are yeah because the loan officers are all like they're like why are there so many contacting me? Oh, you guys are kind of slow right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 the way the market works though, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. the market comes up, market comes down. You've seen. A, I mean, you, you, when did you start doing real estate? When did you come back again? I am actually, I'm, like I said, I am about as green as green on the sales side. I'm actually renewing my license now. So that's about as new as you can get. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so that means that when we had our last cycle turn, you were in insurance in 2007 or were you? No, 2007. I don't even, I don't think I was doing anything. I think I was home still. I was, I was mom mode in 2007. So, okay. So then let me ask you from a perspective of, not being in the industry, what was it like going through that cycle? Um, as far as the two thousand eight, the, the two thousand eight, yeah. I wasn't in it in the two thousand eight. And in two thousand eight, basically, we were at the end of the insurance cycle, and we took everything. I we closed the office and moved everything to basically it was um, everything was paperless. I'd ever call it. I was actually the home office. If they for some reason, there's some people, it's like Mexican mattress money, and they would always come in and constantly pay cash. So what I would do is I would go and meet them. Instead of them, there was no office anymore, so mm-hmm. I would go and meet them once a month or whatever, buy a coffee, here's your payment, thank you, be on our way. Um, some people just hung on. They would not go. And, and I was trying to refer people to another insurance agency of, listen, here, you could go over here. Um, she's great. You're going to love her because we were totally trying to get out of it. But you could tell we would usually have... I would say, I don't know, let's say 10 people fall off every six months. We were getting it to where there was like 10 to 20 people falling off a month when that, when it, for the crash. And that was on the insurance side. I wasn't even in, in real estate then. That was on the insurance side. It's like, okay, well, we're barely just, the residuals are just covering all the expenses. So we need to close the office and move it. So that's how we felt it. That's, close the office. Yeah, that's, yeah. but that that's crazy because... I was I was wondering that because people who were in, there's a lot of agents right now that have that weren't around in that in that crash and James and I were talking we just closed escrow on a, a property that we had in Texas we bought it in 2013 
doubled in value. We sold it, cashed out, right? Um, and, you know, so we're talking about we have this influx of cash and we're like, okay, well, what do you want to do with it? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm, I, he's, he's of the, of the mindset of we got to put it, put it in, put it to work. And I'm of the mindset, like, I want to, I want to pump the brakes here because we're overdue for a cycle, a cycle shift. And, and so I'm kind of wondering, you know, I, that's kind of the thought that's been processing in my head. So I'm kind of wondering what other people are feeling. Cause I remember it, back then we actually did really well in 2007, 2008. We ended up selling all our, all our assets before things crashed. We kind of got lucky. We knew something was going to happen. We just didn't know when we just no. happened to get out at the right time. No, but a lot of people got hurt. Oh, I can tell you, we got hurt. I don't know how, we were one of the few that kept our house and there was a lot of people on the real estate side that they're like so upside down. It's like, just give that shit back. I mean, give it back. Yeah. You're upside down by 200, 250, just give it back. I don't know how you're even in there in the beginning. But like I said, we were in the insurance part still at that point. And just like with advertising and marketing, usually being at the least of what gets paid for is insurance. And I totally get it. This is why we were losing so many people. It was, okay, do I pay the car payment? Do I pay the rent? Do I buy groceries or do I pay the insurance? Insurance was not getting paid. So mm-hmm. like I said, we, were, we would lose 10 people every six months. Now we're losing 10 to 20 people a month because it was it was that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, priorities of money. I remember, and I remember looking at... Uh, um, my husband does stocks and looking at everything. And it's like, oh, look at those numbers. Look so pretty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then one day, look, it's like, where the hell are all the numbers? All I see is a bunch of zeros. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Everything was green. Now it's all red. I said, what, why is this color changed? And how are we going to fix it? I don't it? like this color. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it's, but I, I wonder about that. We're, we're overdue. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's supposed to be roughly a 10 year cycle and nothing's exact. I know. And I say that, I think they say more it's an eight and a half is where it peaks up and down. Um, I, th- I just say play it by ear. And my big thing is just don't have one source. Just don't have one. And if you do have one source, make sure it's some sort of, I can't even say government job because look, even everybody then, got yeah, shut yeah, down. Not shut shut down don't, you can't even go that route. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm curious. It's one of those questions that's been that since, since we started talking about that yesterday, I'm like, I, I'm just going to ask people about what their perspective is. Cause we were talking about, he was saying like, you know, when, before we sold this property, we had cash through, we were going to invest also. And he was like, eh, you know, we had been doing flipping and then we stopped doing flipping. Cause I was like, Hey, the market's going to shift. I don't want to wait. And he's like, you know, we're two years into when you said it was going to change and it hasn't changed. It's actually still kind of hot, right? And I'm like, yeah, but that kind of scares me more. <laughs> the fact that it's been hot for a longer consistent period of time. Well, and you can notice different things too because before I left my old brokerage, I was working specifically with one agent who I adore him. Um, and he does really well and he was showing me a lot of the, end of, of the flipping side, which when I originally started doing real estate – Remember I mentioned I wanted to do, I thought I was just going to do referrals, family, friends, and be semi-retired and, you know, I'm on my merry way and someday be this grandma and whatever. Um, I was interested in flipping. So I was watching him on the back end of it and picking up things and a market area that he was doing really well and it, it, it was well for a while and then all of a sudden it just died was the 55 and older. He was doing flips in the 55 mm. and older and they were moving. And then all of a sudden, like overnight, it's like, oh my God, they're just, they're just sitting. sitting. He had one that was... I mean, it was gorgeous. I'm like, okay, I'm not that old to be living here. But, <laughs> but I got to tell you, this is a really nice place. And it sat for the long, and then he dropped it, and he dropped it, and he dropped it, and it just kept sitting and sitting and sitting. But it was it was really nice, but yeah. See, and that, that to me, that scares me. Yeah, I'm like, that's, I'd rather. Because you're, you're paying the note on that, or you're taking that loss every yeah, month. Yeah. I, for me, I was like, I'd rather just sit on the cash and wait. And then when things, you know, when this cycle changes again, I'll be prepared. 
right? Because there's a lot of people who are doing the opposite. They're refinancing. They're paying off acquired or uh, they're paying off credit card debt that they've acquired over the last you know couple years. They're paying off cars that they just purchased. They're taking all this long term, this uh, short term debt and paying it off with long term debt. And and it's it's the same cycle. Everybody does the same thing over and over again every single time. Well, I can tell you, even before I started in the real estate side, uh, the sales side, not appraising. Um, on my happy little cul-de-sac, there were, I want to say, three neighbors that I know that that's what they were doing. They would constantly refi, constantly taking out money. It's like, what are you doing? And so one of them actually took out money to buy another property. They wound up losing both properties because it's like you, they'd go on cruises. They bought another car. It's like, you're that's supposed to sit there and work for you later. Or if you have multiple properties, maybe do that with one. But they were doing it like they were just sucking everything out of you know the one that they were in and they wound up losing it see and that's scary to me yeah like i i mean i've i saw it i saw, I saw it, it firsthand saw it firsthand three first like hand. Said, three people on my own cul-de-sac yeah people, i mean people losing multiple properties over leveraged yeah. yeah. oh my god and and on the other side i remember we flipped a condo in paradise hills two bedroom one bath we bought it for seventy-seven thousand, and dude I'm just like, like that you're was living in another state. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't have it here. I was in 2000. I want to say 2008 is when we did that. I mean, there's opportunities when the markets change like that. Things are going to happen. Who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of years? I don't know. Maybe we're still good and we're still hot for another year or two. But at the same time, if it's hot, that's great. That yeah. means we, you know, more houses are going to be for sale. That means more people are going to have cash to, you know, buy start businesses and they're going to need insurance. They're going to need all kinds of things. And we're just going to be there to help along the way. But when things change, what's next? What's next? Like I said, don't have all your eggs in one basket. Right, crystal that's ball, right. right? There you go. <laughs> Our magic eight ball. I was going to let you guys know that... Um, Carissa Barajas and Erica Yanda said hi on Facebook. Hi, they're both what up, ladies? <laughs> I, I was just talking to Erica today. I, we, I see her all the time. We work together, and I was saying, you know what? Because she didn't. She, she's like, I don't know if I know Carissa. I said, I'm <laughs> gonna have a party in the backyard. Remember, we were talking about blocking. I block off time to use my pool. Yeah, <laughs> people make fun of me, and I, I say it's built to be used, not to look at. So I am good. I'll put this out there right now. I am gonna have a Girl, yeah, maybe I'll invite some of you guys. I don't know. But <laughs> going to have a party for everyone who has not all met each other. Just come over, girls' day, pool day, you know, drinks and whatnot. And, but please don't be one of those that comes in your skirt and doesn't get in the water. You know how many people don't get in the water? <laughs> That's funny. You know what I heard? I heard she's going to invite all the girls in the business bros. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> They're upstairs on the front of another window. <laughs> Why do blinds keep moving? <laughs> oh, dude. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. I mean, good time. It's it's cool talking about a bunch of different stuff. Um, talking to somebody who's been in a bunch of different industries. It was a progression. It was a progression. Was a progression. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you take bits and pieces of every little thing that you do. Yes. And it shapes you, turns you into who you are today. Yes. All right, so I I am I I resemble that remark. <laughs> I, I too am bits yes. and pieces of a well, different. Well, I say I tell everyone right now, and here they resemble hustle and flow. I mean, I feel that going on right now. <laughs> she, I, I dude, I know she was gonna like yo 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 yo. yo. Bust a rhyme. 
<laughs> Too funny. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. Uh, if you have any gently used pair of shoes, new shoes, you have cash donations, hit up James, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. I have a question and I think I asked it, but I don't remember getting a reply. Is it only men's shoes? No, um, not no. at all. Okay, because... Since I lost all this crap load of weight, I have a ton of sh- your. Nobody tells you this. Your feet shrink. I have so many shoes that my feet. Sh- your jewelry doesn't fit. Your feet shrink. I have a ton of shoes, so I will drop them by. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. The only awesome. thing we're probably not taking is like high heels. Oh, you know, that sort of stuff. Well, maybe yeah, I can't no. help you on that. Uh, no, we're heels. talking like like walking shoes because it's for the homeless, so they yeah, need. It's kind of tough. Well, they might look good too. <laughs> it's true. It's that's true. But, going, you know? yeah. but 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 I'll I'll see what I do have a couple pairs of flats. <clears throat> but like I said, people don't tell you that when you lose weight, your feet shrink too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'd appreciate all of them, and if you want, hit up James. He'll ride over in his Harley and pick them up. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Also, if you have any insurance needs, home, auto, commercial, life, health, whatever you need, hit up James 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. And if you want to add insurance into your particular business, maybe you have a tax office, maybe you have a real estate office, maybe you want to start a new office, right? Hit them up, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. And if you want to be on the podcast, find us on social at Business Bros Pod. Hit me up, Hernan at csfirst.com. And if you're EXP curious, text 123-EXP-231996. And I'll send you a seven-minute video and you can ask some questions. Um, that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.